This is Pete Jones, and you are listening to the Dragons Are Real podcast. Welcome to another episode. First of all, we've got a couple of call-ins. Hey Pete, Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor here. Sounds like you had a great time there with uh, meeting John and meeting uh, Colin. I uh, would, would love to be able to game with you know all you guys. It'd be a lot of fun. So uh, game on, man. Hopefully you can get to connected with them and uh, uh, get some more gaming on. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for that call in, Tim. It's the first time I've been to a show where I've managed to get some role-playing in. I've been going to board games and war games shows for over 35 years and I have taken, I have participated in various games, but this is the first time I've managed to role play as a convention. And it was uh, great to meet up with Colin and John and do some face-to-face gaming. I've still not managed to get around to doing some online gaming yet, uh, just don't seem to have the time, but I'm sure that will come when I get a little bit more time. And now for a call-in from Colin Green of Spike Pit. Hey Pete, man, it's Colin. I can't believe we we never talked about the Mutant Zero, no, the Year Zero engine whilst we were chatting at the expo. Um, <laughs> I came away without trying to get hold of Forbidden Lands. I'd looked at it earlier in the day and then forgot all about it came back never got it i've since been on their uh website for modifius and ordered like the bundle because i'm super excited about this game it's i it's just well like you i i love the dice pool idea there's so much about it i like the presentation of it the black and white art the nostalgia all that stuff the map Man, I'm, I really hope you're going to do more episodes about this. Um, yeah, I know, Colin. Although we had three or four hours together, it just wasn't enough time to discuss all the things that uh, we both love. And yeah, I played Mutant Year Zero with my gaming group, but it didn't quite fit with the group of people I was playing. But uh, I love the system, really adaptable. I did have a look at Coriolis, but I've since sold it on because I don't think I would play that but Forbidden Lands, yeah, it looks really, really meaty. And the presentation of stuff in the box set is just fabulous. And if you want to know what's in the box set, just listen to Colin's next Colin. Hey Pete, how you doing? It's Colin, Spike Pit here. I'm going to try something new for you. This is an unboxing calling. Coming up for 10 seconds. Now, doing this because... You spoke about this recently. I sent you a, mes- a message, and it is the Forbidden Lands bundle. Getting the uh, dice out. Very nice, lovely dice. It's all looking undamaged, well packaged. Picked this up from Modifius. Got a card deck, some bubble wrap. Shay likes the sound effects, so get plenty of them in there. Got a couple of books. We've got. We've got. Uh, Games Master screen. Oh, it's a Games Master screen. Ooh, look at this. Vinyl finish. Raven's Purge. And there it is. What a beauty. Forbidden Lands by Free League. I'll bust this bad boy open and take a look. Laters. Thanks for that unboxing, Colin. Superb. 
love all the sound effects you've incorporated into the unboxing as well, and I'm sure Shay will really appreciate that. Uh, no doubt we'll hear more about Forbidden Lands on Colin's podcast at Spike Pit, and I will leave a link to both Tim and Colin's podcasts in the show notes, so make sure you check them out if you haven't done so already. Today I'm going to talk about some solo role-playing, and uh, I've been doing quite a bit of it recently, so um, the first thing I'm going to look at is called Fabled Lands. Uh, this is a paperback book, a bit like the fighting fantasy books. Basically, uh, you roll up a character, and uh, you have different paragraphs in the book, and uh, you follow the story. So, um, Fable Land, uh, the characters, you have six abilities, which are Charisma, Combat, Magic, Sanctity, Scouting, and Thievery. And uh, the abilities range between 1 and 6, although uh, later on in the game they can raise as high as 12. And uh, the way uh, you get uh, those 6 stats is you pick one of the professions. And the professions are Priest, Mage, Rogue, Troubadour, Warrior and Wayfarer. And whichever one of those professions you pick, then it gives you points for each of the six attributes. So, for example, with a warrior, your charisma will be three, combat six, magic two, sanctity four, scouting three, and thievery two. Each character has a stamina, which is your hit points, and you start with nine stamina points. There are ten levels in the game, which they call ranks, and you start off at rank one. You can carry up to 12 possessions at any time on your person, and each person starts with 16 shards, which is the monetary uh, system in use. You also start with a sword, a leather jerkin, and a map. And uh, throughout the text, uh, whenever you see something written in bold writing, that is a possession that you can take. Then we have some derived scores. Your defense score takes your combat rating, so for warrior that would be 3 plus your rank, and plus any bonuses for armour. Then you have your defence score, which is adds your combat score, your rank, and any bonuses you bring for armour. And the system is, for whichever ability you're using, you roll two dice, that's 2d6, add your relevant attribute, and you need to roll higher than the target number. Fighting is the same, you uh, roll two dice, add your combat score, and you need to roll higher than the enemy's defence. And the amount, the amount you roll over the defence score, uh, how many stamina, the opponent loses. So if the target is uh, defence is 7 and you roll 9, then you will cause 2 loss of stamina to the enemy. Throughout the books, there's a list of code words which are included in italics, and uh, whenever these code words are obtained, you tick off a chart at the back of the book, and uh, these allow you to uh, bypass um, certain areas. So the system is very, very simple. Most of the time, uh, you're reading uh, a few paragraphs, and then you choose where you want to go. Uh, you usually get an option of two to four things, except when you go to a town, there might be lots of um, choices that you can pick. So, for example, one of the towns, you can seek an audience with the uh, local marshal, you can visit a market where you can buy things, you can visit a harbour master, go to the Merchant's Guild, explore the city in the daytime, or explore the city at night time. You also have the ability to buy townhouses, which gives you a place to 
and rest up for the night. Have again some stamina and store any loot you have. And you can visit different temples and also at each location it tells you where you can go from there. So for example in this town you can go north, east, south or west and at the back of the book is uh, as a map showing the area which is uh, handy to have. And at some locations you, you obtain, uh, you get to, um, there'll be a box and the first time you get to that location you tick off a box and when all the uh, boxes are ticked the next time that mean, might mean something else. So that's the uh, number of the system really. It's very simple to, to run. You're supposed to fill in the uh, book and write in the book, but uh, I didn't do that. Uh, I wrote in separate sheets of paper because I didn't want to uh, ruin the book. And you follow the adventure. And as you start off, uh, there's a bit of a story, and it can lead you uh, more or less anywhere. Um, you can go off on several tangents. Um, you can do be going for several objectives at the same time as well. All in all, it's a very enjoyable way to uh, roleplay on your own. It's not so much role-playing as uh, making decisions. Fighting is deadly, so unless you've got a good combat score, then you're best off avoiding fighting. There are several decisions you need to make along the way. So um, the book is about seven or eight pounds, uh, so it's uh, an enjoyable way to uh, do a bit of gaming if you're on your own or away uh, on work or something like that. So that's what my thoughts on Fable Lands, one system for solo role-playing. Another one I've purchased but not yet got to the table is Ironsworn, which is a hack of the PBTA, powered by the Apocalypse set of rules. And at some future point I will have a review of those. You can solo game with any set of rules that you own. All you need is some sort of system, some sort of mechanic for making decisions. Probably the most famous of those is the Mythic Game Emulator, but there are several free versions available on the web. And if you do a search, you can find uh, several of them online. And basically they are decision makers. You put a couple of options forward, roll the dice, and the emulator will make a decision for you, and then you move on. It's not completely solo playing. You have to think of uh, what you're doing, and have two or three suggestions as to where it could go. So there is some ambiguity as to where the adventure is going and you have to be a bit more freeform. And it's a question of when is it role-playing and when are you storytelling? Well, that's another episode of The Wraps. I've got some more ideas for future episodes. I still need to finish off my, my reviews of the BX Beckme line of modules. I've also been reading Troika by Daniel Sell, fabulous little book if you haven't heard of that one. That review is upcoming. And at my last gaming session of Lamentations of the Flame Princess in the Midland setting, I used the Arkham Forge Master's Toolkit on the tabletop. So I'm going to do an episode on that software and how I found that in the gaming environment. <laughs> You've been listening to the Dragons Are Real podcast. You can contact me by leaving a message via the Anchor app or visit the podcast website, petejones.neocities.org or on OSR Anchorites at the Audio Dungeon Discord. Thanks for listening. The opening music is Siesta by Jazar. The closing music is Control Distress by BizBuzzStudio. Studio.